now it's time for the afternoon reflection and I wanna you know I want to try to summarize a little bit uh, you know what is the work actually what we are attempting or trying to do and why why are we doing this so you know both one of Dhammadipa and myself today we spoke about uh, the four foundations of mindfulness you know as a template for having an inroad into the tangle of assumptions we tend to project onto our experience as long as we are not fully enlightened so that's all of us and you know the buddha has left us with a very pragmatic you know toolkit through which we can find entrance doors into the tangle of our experience which we tend to call you know me and mine and all of the stories we tell ourselves sometimes also called like you know experience ourselves as a separate entity as an ego and and you know it, it gets it's a very complex situation you know which starts with sense experience at the six sense doors and then you know we tend to form habit patterns over the lifetime or over lifetimes if we you know have a understanding for that way of seeing things and then it gets extremely complex so the buddha has left us these four foundations of mindfulness as a template to find a way into the tangle and start you know to encourage the tangle to disentangle itself like often it's it's a you know we can't really force it but sometimes it's compared in tibetan buddhism with a snake you know which is uh, all tangled up in coils you don't need to pull on the snake it just finds its own way to disentangle itself if you don't interfere and the same with our mind you know not interfering in the way of judging but then you know setting uh, causes and conditions for the disentangling to happen through insight really and through familiarizing ourselves with the way things truly are and those four foundations of mindfulness are the framework which the Buddha you know came up with and the first foundation foundation of body that deals with our somatic experience and you know, in the scriptures it's like meditation on the anatomical parts of the body meditation on the elements and today we, we you know worked with the earth element and then also reflection on our mortality I also was mentioning that when we spoke about, you know, with the in-breath, this could be my last breath, and with the out-breath, relaxing. So that's the first foundation of mindfulness. And then the second foundation of mindfulness is a feeling tone. That's the affective quality of our experience. And it's really a snapshot of our experience in terms of pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. Or neither pleasant nor unpleasant so that's you know gives us a handle on our experience and uh, you know and that way of uh, experiencing is a very early evolutionary um, capacity we have you know when we are still living in much more um, immediate circumstances you know maybe going through the jungle going along the next tree and something appears you know will it eat me or can i eat it basically that kind of uh, judgment you know through feeling tone we can immediately 
have a visceral experience of what is it and you know this way of reacting in this day and age where we live in very different circumstances needs to be checked because it's no longer working it can get us into real trouble you know if we just purely react from pleasant and unpleasant and then the next uh, level would be the cognitive quality of our experience mind states in terms of you know a mind colored by desire a mind colored by ill will or aversion or a mind colored just like by you know ambling around and not really knowing delusion not really daring you know, to pick up or, or let go so this kind of undecisiveness so that's like the flavor of the mind you know or is the mind contracted or is the mind open is the mind collected or is the mind scattered so like a general flavor or mood of the mind to so just being able you know to recognize that helps us to step out of identification with that mind state then you know instead of being the angry one or becoming the angry one we know there is anger in the mind because the mind is contracted there's an unpleasant feeling tone and maybe you know we feel in the body a like heat coming up or a tension so you know if we are aware of those three levels of our experience in the foundations of mindfulness then it's much more likely that we can just stay conscious with that anger and not speak from anger or not act out the anger and just holding steady with it and it's gonna pass because it's impermanent like any other man's dead and then sometimes it might be the right thing you know to bring up a perception of matter to temper the anger or maybe you know sometimes we have to really grit our teeth and really make a very strong firm decision I'm not gonna say anything I just politely bow out of the situation and and look after myself so you know if we have the capacity to really stay mindful on those three um, foundations of mindfulness we have much more choice in our lives you know what are we following up and what are we not following up so that's you know why we do this practice and then the fourth level of uh, the fourth foundation of mindfulness foundation of dhammas or principles of nature principles of the mind that you know brings it home to us relates all of our experiences to conditionality and how they are conditioned you know through if this happens that happens if this happens that happens so you know this the connectedness the conditionality of our experience is revealed and what we usually see first is impermanence and when Dhammadipa was saying you know that the Buddha said to contemplate impermanent even for impermanence for even one moment for a finger snap you know is the most most uh, beneficial thing we can do so that's not to be underestimated but you know not impermanence in the sense of oh reading everything is impermanent but to really touch it with the body to experience impermanence in the body and through that direct experience you know making that uh, 
part of our being, making that part of how we meet experience. So, you know, this is insight into conditionality leads to letting go of clinging, to leads to uh, viraga, as I spoke about in the guided meditation in the morning, the fading away of craving, the fading away of clinging. And that's really, you know, what we are after. If we are after anything here in the meditation, it's that, you know, setting the causing conditions in place so that the mind can have insight into the true nature of conditionality and then through that insight let's go because the mind has seen clearly for itself you know that clinging is futile grasping is futile it it's not gonna lead to peace it leads to more stress to more dukkha So, you know, the task of the meditation in the Four Foundations of Mindfulness is to actually correct our assumptions about ourselves and others and life itself. To correcting those assumptions through seeing through our distortions of perception. And they are called uh, in the Pali language the Vipalasa. And sometimes it's translated as distortions of perception, inversions of perception, hallucinations of perception, or even sometimes perversions of perception. And the word Vipalasa, you know, comes from the compound in Pali, Vipariasa, which means literally turned upside down. So it basically says, you know, that our net of delusion, which we tend to spin around experience, is distorting our experience. It's turning our experience upside down. And, you know, we're starting to habitually believe things being a way which they, not are, which they are not. And through that... You know, the way how we relate to our experience is bringing us a lot of dukkha. So we want to we wanna correct that. And, we, and the you know, technology to correct it is the, the meditation in the four foundations of mindfulness to really learn what's really happening here. And through seeing that, Slowly but surely, you know, those uh, four vipalasa start to be washed out, you know, of our way of seeing. And I'd just like to share those four with you because they are correlating also to the four foundations of mindfulness. And I'm going to list them in the order of the foundations of mindfulness. So um, the first one is on the first foundation of mindfulness is seeing what is not beautiful as beautiful. And, you know, man, that relates to the body. Not saying, you know, that the body, of course the body can be very beautiful on the surface, but then, you know, if you are staying with it and paying attention to it, it tends to get old, it tends to get sick, and it will die. And if you penetrate under the surface of the body, what you find inside, you know, the blood 
flesh, bones and the organs and so on, they are not really beautiful, but they are not really ugly either. They are just what they are. It's not about judging, but it's about, you know, bringing a balance. Because sometimes we can be quite, you know, um, fascinated by staying on the surface of appearances and then, you know, losing losing depths, you know, by just, uh, you know, being maybe, you know, really lost in uh, desire for that thing, whatever it is. But then, you know, if we see it in a deeper way, we find out it isn't really what we think it is. So that would be the first uh, vipalasa, seeing what is not beautiful as beautiful. And the instructions would be, you know, to go deeper, to go under the surface and to see. So that's the first one. Then the second one is second foundation of mindfulness, Vedana, feeling tones, is seeing what is painful, dukkha, as pleasant, sukha. And for example, you know, in our culture currently, even we are now actually all as a whole starting to really change that perception, you know, thinking that renunciation is inherently suffering. But in reality, if we investigate that, we find out, you know, not being dependent on so many things is actually a power, is actually a huge advantage. So that's, you know, understanding that. You know, usually we would say, if I don't have something, it's painful, and if I have it, it's great. But that, Vipalasa says, no, you know, if you, if you don't need to have a lot of things, this is actually sukha, this is actually happiness, the freedom from wanting. So that's the second one. And then on the third foundation of mindfulness, that's the one about, you know, mind states. Seeing what's, what is impermanent and Nietzsche as permanent Nietzsche. So that's, you know, our mind states, for example. If you are observing the mind, you'll find out that those mind states, they are impermanent. They come and go, just, you know, like the clouds moving through the sky. You know, one day the mind is, one moment the mind is wide open and at ease in the present moment and then suddenly you know something happens and there's a sense of fear and then maybe anger arises and then there is like feeling of guilt because there's anger and then again you know we starting to beat ourselves up about that and then the mind lets go and the next mind state arises so to see the impermanence of the mind so seeing what is impermanent as permanent would be the third vipalasa. And then understanding, you know, that attachment is futile. You can't win, you know, with attachment. It always will create dukkha. And then the fourth foundation of mindfulness is the vipalasa. The corresponding vipalasa is seeing what is without a self, anatta, as a self, atta. So that's, you know, the interconnectedness. I was, you know, guiding us before in the morning about, you know, reflecting on the body, you know, being completely dependent on the earth, 
all the elements you know being constantly exchanged through eating breathing heating drinking and then you know we go to the bathroom and let go of that and there's a constant process happening so that's the four vipalasa and they need to be corrected through the practice and you know the practice is paying attention to certain features of our experience inside of the four foundations of mindfulness you know paying attention to features of our experience we usually don't pay attention to because usually you know an untrained mind is consumed by looking at experience in terms of wanting or not wanting so in terms of judging you know more of this and less of that and i'm bored i'm this i'm that and the meditation instructions are guide is a guidance you know which helps us to step out of that way of looking into a impersonal way of attending to our experience in terms of those four foundations of mindfulness and then you know we pay attention to certain features of our experience we usually are not looking at if we are not instructed and the first one is seeing impermanence in action and even you know, the buddha said that to pay attention to impermanence just for a finger snap is very very important and very meritorious thing to do because that moment you know it's if that's really done with full awareness it will reverberate through your whole uh, being and it will undo you know some of those assumptions we tend to project onto our experience and i'd like to give an example for that you know because those vipalasas they can uh, you know we can meet them on three levels the first level is the level of perception that's pretty superficial then the second level is the level of mind and the third level is the level of view that's the really the deepest one and a good example is you know for example you go into the forest and walk on the forest path and you see a long dark object and there's this feeling you know oops it's a snake and then you're looking again and no actually no it's just a stick so that was the first level the level of perception where for a moment you know because perception is all about memory and for labeling the mind was thinking a long thin dark thing on the ground is a snake just for a moment i wonder if you had that experience and then you look again and no it's actually not so it's just a, a moment and then you know if you might have had in the past some experience with snakes then you keep on walking and then you start thinking about it that would be the next level chitta mind and you think oh you know maybe there are some snakes and somebody told me once they met a snake when they were walking here and oh hopefully i won't you know and so on and so forth and then start on you know kind of worrying about it and then the next level would be like a phobia of snakes you know to have a real strong ingrained view about it and just not going in the forest at all after that and whatever other people tell us you know a view even you know the most uh, clear information which comes you know from 
others to us. We just, we are not willing to open our minds. We have a very clear preconceived idea and we don't want to change it. So that's the deepest way, you know. And in many ways, you know, this is how we are approaching our experience. So, you know, those Vipalasa, they are, you know, they are part and parcel of uh, our human conditioning. And it takes a lot of uh, work, you know, to undo those. And, you know, there are so many different ways how we can look at the practice and how we can, uh, you know, explain what we are doing. And, and uh, looking at the practice in terms of those four vipalasa is, is a very clear framework. And they, you know, they very beautifully meet the four foundations of mindfulness. I'm just going to go through one more time before I end. So the first one is, you know, on the level of first foundation of mindfulness, body, seeing what is not beautiful as beautiful. Then on the second foundation of mindfulness, seeing what is painful as pleasant. On the third foundation of mindfulness, seeing what is impermanent as permanent and the fourth foundation of mindfulness seeing what is without a self as a self so in a way you know that's the work which we have set out to do and we are doing it by attending to our experience on those four foundations of mindfulness and through having these instructions you know we are more and more able to see the impersonal nature of our experience and by seeing that clearly we have more and more capacity to stay conscious to not go under you know in the emotional turmoil and to stay steady to stay mindful to stay aware and then through that seeing clearly you know those assumptions are slowly but surely disentangled and they just fading away viraga fading away and letting go and that's why we are practicing thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate